All right, let's talk to Nick Mason of Pink Floyd, and he's coming to town to the Palace October 1st. And it's funny, we just had a guest on who wanted to give a message to this guest, Nick Mason. Nick, how are you? Hello, Nick. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm fine, thanks. Yourself? Uh, Good. We're, we're having a hell of a morning here because, Tor, go ahead. All right, we just had director Brett Morgan on, and he just put together that David Bowie... Moon doc- Age. Moon Age uh, Daydream. Yep. Are you familiar with it? Oh, yeah. Okay. And he wa- he's he said he's the biggest Pink Floyd fan in the world, and he says, you tell Nick Mason if he wants something done, I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's not one of the Sopranos, is he? No, no, no. He's, he, he wants. I think that no, was his, nothing like that. No, no, I, no, no. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, one of the Sopranos. <laughs> That's great. I think he just made a Hollywood pitch to you through us. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, you know, in, in, in talking with him and going back and reliving the, the Bowie days, you know, we're a classic rock station. We do all the iconic uh, artists that are still around. Does it tire you at times? Because sometimes I find myself, Nick, asking a question and I realize, my God, that was 30, 40 years ago or more. Is it, does it amaze you that people still have an interest in all that so many years ago? Uh, yeah, it's, it, yeah. But I think it's something that, it's, uh, you know, it's, Pretty, it's pretty much a privilege to have an audience or have people who are still interested in what you did and what you do. And um, plenty of opportunity for creativity, because since I can no longer remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's why it's so cool that with Saucer Full of Secrets, you're performing, if I come to the palace October the 1st, I'm getting early Floyd, is that correct? That's absolutely correct. Okay. And it's, it's great fun to do because I think particularly in America, uh, there's less awareness of the early catalog. You know, more or less Dark Side arrived and swept everything else away. And um, it's great, you know, hopefully to show people sort of where some of that later stuff came from and how it came about. Hey, have you ever, we should mention, because we've talked about it a lot on this show, condolences to you about, yeah, the, que- yeah. about the Queen. Have you ever met the Queen? I have, as a matter of fact. Um, uh, two or three times. Uh, We're not talking about Elton. Hey, tell us about the first time. What was it? Were you like one of the ner- most nervous times of your life? Uh, weirdly, yeah, surprisingly so, because I'm not a particular royalist, but it, it, must, it was um, some sort of charity event, and we, I was involved in putting the thing together and so we were all sort of had a uh, when i say an audience with the queen what it consists of is shaking her hands yeah she says something like have you come far and you go or what do you do um and uh it it is still really odd that you feel these people are um, have some very special place well certainly in in the uk they have a very special place so, Nick, with you, you met the Queen, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. You performed at the closing ceremonies at the Olympics. What has been your musically your highest honor? Is there something I'm missing there? Um, no, not really. I mean, the, the problem with honors is that it's great, but the reality is it's always what can one do next that's the more exciting. Mm-hmm. It, the, the real excitement is going back out on the road and, mm-hmm. and playing music. 
rather than uh, being awarded for something you did uh, maybe a long time ago. I, I, yeah. I'm, I should tell you that I am hoping one day that with the sources that there'll be an opportunity for an award ceremony where I'm given um, best newcomer. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dick Mason's saucer full of secrets is coming to the Palace Theater October 1st. Go to palacetheater.com for tickets for that one. Uh, curious, you know, because a lot of people are curious about, like, what got you into uh, music. What was your first vinyl, and did you play the heck out of it? Like, when you were a kid, do you remember buying an album and just, like, oh, my God, this got me hooked? Well, uh, no, I can answer this one correctly. And, in fact... Um, what you should probably know is the very first record that I ever bought uh, was a 78 of Bill Haley and the Comets playing See You Later, Alligator. Wow, every one of them. Yeah. And um, uh, that was the only 78 I ever bought. But after that, you know, the 45 was around. And um, the first one I bought, I think, was probably, the, uh, was probably something like Chuck Berry. But I did buy the first Elvis uh, album, if you remember that, the one with yeah. pink and green lettering. Um, sadly, I can't find it now. <laughs> Were your parents the type to, like, Nick, turn yeah. that dang music down? Uh, no, my my parents were pretty... Uh, they were certainly never fans of Elvis or indeed of um, Bill Haley. But uh, they were very liberal about it all. And, um, yeah, no, I never had that uh, call that music. Um, sort of criticism. It's interesting because so many artists, we ask that very question, and many times all the Brits, they say, Buddy Holly, Elvis, uh, Bill Haley, it just, I guess it makes sense. Oh, when you look at the history of rock and roll, England was so far behind. I mean, for many years, uh, our hit parade was just made up of English acts uh, playing uh, or singing... um, you know, the, the top 20 Americans. Sure. I'll be sure to check out Nick uh, Nick Mason coming to town with Saucer Full of Secrets, and it's October 1st, Palace Theater, palacetheater.com. So when you first started out with Floyd, was that the – because here in America, it's it's different for us. For you guys, was it we got to do a North American tour, we got to be on the album charts in America? Was that what it was like for you guys starting out? Oh, God, yes. I mean, America was the promised land for, in terms of, and to a large extent for music still is, because you have the, the audiences and, and the enthusiasm, uh, a level that Europe just doesn't, doesn't match. I mean, I remember our very first trip to America. It was the most exciting thing ever. Uh, I still love coming here. Do you still, how's the car collection? I know you're a big uh, auto buff there, motor racing. You still have your uh, full collection? Uh, I do, yeah. No, I still, uh, and uh, they were a great um, <laughs> great way of spending lock, uh, lockdown. Um, they're all <laughs> I'll incredibly bet. shiny. Two years of polishing, fantastic. Yeah, I, I just saw where F1 is going to be in Vegas for the first time uh, in 23. I might go out to that. I think America seems to have suddenly really picked up on Formula One. Yes, it's it's really booming, uh, and it's it makes such good television and the the sort of characters. There was a movie made called uh, Drive to Survive about uh, Formula One, 
And it's sort of transformed the whole sport, really, because people now, they understand it better, which I think is, is part of it. It's such a, it's actually a very complex sport uh, in terms of drivers. Drivers are only, a, I won't say a small part, but the real uh, fighting goes on at the, um, at the technical level. Yeah, they, they, they go deep on a lot of the personal lives, like almost a reality take on it. And then the races are Sunday mornings here. So where there's no, they're not competing with anybody. Everybody gets up, they're hung over, they turn on the race. And I think they have a whole new generation of, of race fans for F1. It's kind of cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. Good. Hey, Nick, what's your favorite car movie, then racing movie? Are you a big Ford versus Ferrari? What is Nick Mason when he has a favorite movie involving cars? What is it? It's probably Ford versus Ferrari. It's a, uh, it, yeah. It, that was great. The films, better, the films get better and better because partly because of the technology. When you look at some of the old racing films, it's so obvious that sort of going about four miles an hour so the camera can keep up with them. <laughs> hey, in your collection, what is your prize possession? What car is your prize possession? If you, there's a fire yes. and you can drive out in one, what's it going to be? Oh, well, that's a no-brainer. It's a Ferrari. It's a, called a Ferrari 250 GTO. They only ever made 36 of them. Oh, wow. And, um, uh, it's still the most amazing car because you can do every, anything with it. I mean, you can win a race in it. Uh, my car finished third at Le Moyne in 1962, but I've taken the kids to school in it, and wow. uh, you can sort of go touring with it. Uh, and also, which counts for something, it's now incredibly valuable. Whereas, uh, so it, although people thought I was completely mad when I paid thirty thousand dollars for wow. it, uh, for, for pretty yeah, close to forty years ago now. Are all your kids fighting for it in the will? Uh, well, funny you should say that. No, they're quite well behaved. I'm afraid they're going to have to share it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we look forward to seeing you on uh, October the 1st at the Palace. It's the Echoes Tour. Nick Mason, saucer full of uh, secrets, excuse me. Um, Nick, thank you for your time this morning. It was just great. My pleasure. Take care.